This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Manchester United to Liverpool for Guy Clark here. Thanks for joining us for the latest post-game podcast. A first win at Old Trafford for Jurgen Klopp and what a win it could prove to be. After falling behind the Reds roar back to win 4-2 at Old Trafford, Diogo Jota with the equaliser before a Roberto Firmino brace either side of half-time prior to Mohamed Salah's late clincher. We've plenty to come here on post-game. Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference, the Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorse, as well as two of our regular contributors. First up then, over to Old Trafford, here's the Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool have gone to within four points of Chelsea in fourth after a 4-2 win here at Old Trafford this evening, their first at this venue since March 2014. It's Jaden Klopp's first win at Old Trafford and it's one that really does give Liverpool a massive shot in the arm as they look to finally end this season inside the Champions League places in the Premier League. It's been a difficult year for the Reds, we all know that. They've suffered with injuries throughout the campaign, so many defeats at home. Um, six defeats, a record successive defeats at Anfield as the first time in Liverpool's history, but uh, their away form has generally been good and, and this one was probably the top of the lot, uh, arguably Liverpool's best performance of the season. Uh, two goals from Roberto Firmino, uh, Mohamed Salah with his 30th of the season, Diogo Jota on target as well. Uh, virtually a perfect night for Jürgen Klopp as they look to uh, squeeze into the top four. Uh, at the 11th hour, um, remarkably, considering the season that Liverpool have had, they're still in the hunt to be in the Champions League next season, it's looked uh, at so many different points as though it wouldn't be their year, but uh, they're still rolling on. They're now to within four points of Chelsea, as I say. Um, a game in hand as well. Uh, Chelsea playing the FA Cup final on Saturday against Leicester before playing Leicester once more. That game will be huge to Liverpool's hopes as uh, Leicester obviously third as well. So, um, are things starting to turn for Liverpool at just the right time? Uh, tonight was a big indication that it could be yes. Uh, a massive result at a venue that Liverpool have so often wilted at and looked uh, really out of sorts. But uh, this was uh, nothing like that tonight after the first 10 minutes or so. Um, United took the lead, but Liverpool responded really well. Uh, as I say, Roberto Firmino, the fantastic header uh, after Diogo Jota's clever flick. Um, and uh, Firmino, two minutes into the second half, made it 3-1 before uh, Marcus Rashford um, evened things up a little bit to make it 3-2. And it looked like... There was to be another goal in it, but which way would it go? Uh, it turned out it would be Liverpool's Salah dancing through on the counter-attack to make it 4-2 and give Liverpool uh, a massive, massive three points in this race for the Champions League. And as I say, the first win here since 2014. So Liverpool really do need to take this impetus from this game and conclude their season in style against West Brom and Burnley and then Crystal Palace at Anfield on May the 23rd. And again, that will be watched by 10,000 uh, fans at Anfield. Uh, that's going to be a cracker if uh, there's something riding on that. Uh, but Liverpool need to take care of business at the Hawthorns on Sunday when they uh, are entertained by West Brom. If this uh, massive result is to mean uh, a great deal in the uh, season that uh, not too many will look back on fondly, it has to be said. But it's finished uh, Liverpool for Manchester United 2. Paul Gorst with his say from Old Trafford as the Reds keep their top four hopes alive. Well, the permutations are these. Liverpool now sit fifth on 60 points. If they win their last three, away to West Brom, away to Burnley and at home to Crystal Palace, they can reach 69 points. Leicester currently in third. They can reach 72 points. But crucially, and this is where it all gets a bit complicated, they play Chelsea before their final game of the season with Tottenham. 
Tottenham and Chelsea also face Aston Villa away. That's their final game of the season. So for Leicester, if they win their final two matches, they can finish on 72 points. That means Chelsea, though, can only get to 67, two fewer than Liverpool. If Chelsea, though, win the crucial game with Leicester, they can reach 70 points, and Leicester the same as Liverpool on 69, meaning that would take it down to goal difference. If they draw, though, Leicester can reach 70, a point more than Liverpool, but Chelsea only 68, a point fewer than the Reds. Got that? I thought not. Well, let's quit the maths and hear from Jurgen Klopp. Here he is, speaking after the win at Old Trafford with the media. Jorgen, in relation to the game there tonight, um, it was a game of full of chances in terms of the attacking front, but defensively uh, not the best uh, in terms of uh, mistakes on either side. But uh, one thing was noticeable, uh, you had an awful lot of joy with early crosses into the box there tonight, and especially the goals came from that. Yeah, you can imagine you know, all football games are obviously different. And uh, first and foremost, if a defensive line makes a mistake, it's probably most of the time forced by the opponent. So both teams played, a, I thought, a good game. We were better tonight. Um, but, and so we won the game. We, we caused them more problems. That's why we won the game. But first and foremost, I have to say that the start in the game tonight was better because we, were, we, we had to adapt to do a few things. So, they had, they had an overload on the wings. We didn't react quick enough on that. Um, that's how we conceded the goal. Um, but when we did that, then we went the game. And that's first and foremost the, week, the, the most important thing because you only can create chances from wherever when you, um, when you play good football. And that's what we did. So being 2 1 after our times, um, and the, the, all the goals, the, the, the set piece to the second goal was obviously. Um, absolutely um, great, and we, we, we just we just did what we have to do. We used their their system, or we tried to use it. So in the back of the midfielders, and the, that's how it is. They are offensively incredibly strong, but if you are flexible, you can at least cause them some problems. And we were flexible midfield for front line, um, passing game out of the last line became better, better. And so we played a good game. We can't decide these games early all the time, especially not against tonight. <laughs> and so we have to fight until the end, but um, who cares? It's, um, we, we got it, and um, so all good. Simon Stone, followed by Mike McGrath, and that's the end of the hands as it stands. Simon? Um, congratulations on the win, Jürgen. Could you just um, tell us what the situation was before the game, in the build-up to the game, with the bus that got stuck and... Um, what what happened around getting you to the game? It was a bit chaotic outside. No, we were not really aware of that. We got information. Something happened to our bus, so our extra bus, so we had to change the bus. Uh, but it was before we were in. So our our ride to the to the stadium was completely fine. The police did an incredible job. Um, I'm not sure if honestly if they were needed, but they were there and um, um, so we didn't we didn't um, recognize any any trouble or whatever. We just heard about it that there was something, but we were that was didn't um, didn't disturb us or, or our preparation or anything. Mike McGrath, and that's the end of the hands up stand, Mike. Hi, Jurgen. Um, just the, the the fact that you can get to sixty nine points now, which could could well be enough for. 
um, the top four. It, it looks like it, it effectively could be in your hands um, with goal difference. D- does that make a, a big difference to the way you approach these last games and how, how important is that? Well, look, the good thing is that we anyway play always to win the game. You just didn't see that too often this season. That's a little bit, of, but that's more our problem than yours. Um, but uh, so, look, the only thing we can do um, to, 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 to get to the Champions League is to win all our games. The only thing that changed last night, but regardless, that that means if we win all four games, then it, then it will be. So, that was not the case before. And um, so, that's the only thing that changed. Apart from that, because it was just since weeks what we have to do. That's why, we, why the two. Um, draws against Leeds and Newcastle with conceding goals in the last minute felt so much like a defeat. Um, but yeah, so that's it. So for us, and I know for, for supporters, journalists, all these kind of things, it means now, yes, they won against United, and now we're to West Brom and stuff like this. When we are not like this, thank God. Um, West Brom plays an exceptional second of the season, obviously. Uh, it was really close, it was tough for them, but really close. They played some really good football. And they are completely free of pressure, so that means that can do anything. So we take it game by game. Tonight we're good enough to win it, and on Sunday we have to be good enough to win the next one, and that will be difficult as well. Thank you, Sam Wallace, followed by Simon Peach, and that's okay. The rooms, uh, Sam first. That's right, Miss Sadie Mane at the end. Um, didn't catch your answer to that question. Yes, I made a late decision in training, really late, um, and changed. Um, go for Sadio and my players are used to that I explained that um, but um, I didn't do that yet probably yeah, whatever and in that moment I remember it again so yes Sadio was obviously slightly angry but um, that's all okay. final question Simon Peach oh, sorry for that game of mute tennis um, what could you just explain just how big that result is and how, how did it feel to win at Old Trafford for the first time. I, say that, yeah. I, I, I like the timing, to be honest. I would say we needed it tonight the most, pretty much. And um, so we did it. Um, and yeah, but I know um, it's very tricky. That's why it, why it took so long until we did it. Um, but it's, uh, it was, I think tonight was really deserved. Uh, against the team in form, um, uh, it was really deserved tonight. And so I'm really, really pleased with the way we played and we had difficult moments in the game but we overcame them and um, that that makes a, a good result usually if you finish your own situations off and all of them if you deal with all the setbacks in the game is the goal you concede the penalty you don't get all this kind of foul you don't get all these kind of things if you do that then you are um, on a good way to win a football game the post game podcast on the blood red channel Man United 2, Liverpool 4. And the Reds are mustard, aren't they? I've never felt so much like going to town on a three-day bender than I do right now. I feel emotionally and physically drained after that, and I've only been sat on the couch. Just touching on that starting eleven before going into reviewing the match, um, I was quite shocked to see Mane not starting after a recent run of form with a few goals and a bit of confidence there. Felt it might have been a bit of a risk playing Reese Williams the centre-half after a torrid time earlier in the season on the Cup at Old Trafford. Maybe he'd have played Fabinho there. Um, starting into the match, within the third minute and Bobby's three on goal and decides to square it to Jota rather than taking the shot, that kind of sums up his season up to this point in terms of a number nine's confidence. The ninth minute, we pay the price for Bobby not taking that chance. 
with an overlap from Wan-Bissaka. Sets Fernandez up in the box with so much time to take a shot. And it's actually unbelievable how nobody's thrown themselves towards that and heaped the pressure on him. Unlucky for Phillips, who eventually it, defle- it deflects off, but you can see that he was trying to block it there. But even with United going 1-0 up, I did funnily feel like we were the better team and we were the better side. We were more aggressive. We were more better in possession. But again, just maybe not ruthless enough at that point. After a spell of possession, Eric Bailly smashes through Nat Phillips and Anthony Taylor gives that penalty to then be told by VAR to check it. He eventually goes to the monitor and doesn't give it. I mean, let's take the bias out of it here. If that's a foul committed anywhere else on the pitch, it's a free kick. So how that's not a penalty, you know, we can argue about it till the cows come home, but it's unfortunately becoming a boring topic of modern day football to talk about VAR now. Any injustice we did feel about that penalty was soon over after some good feet from the Bolton Beresian Nat Phillips in the box to keep the ball alive. He eventually scrambles it across to Jota, who backheels it from close range to make it 1-1. That goal then really got the lads' tails up as they started really chasing the second half. Towards the end of the half, United's centre-half partnership looking very fragile and we started to pose a threat every time we went forward. Just before the half-time whistle, Trent whips in a pinpoint cross to the back post which meets the head of Firmino, which truth be told was the first time I actually noticed him in that first half, but who's honestly bothered about that when he puts us 2-1 up going into half-time? A perfect time to score and I think United fans will be fuming there with the lack of willingness to win the ball from Paul Pogba. Then the second half starts and you're thinking, okay, just ease our way back into it. No, not Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Albeit really poor defending from United, continue to look shaky. Trent whips in a ball across which the keeper fumbles into the path of Bobby Firmino, truth be told, but then he makes it 3-1. If ever there was a match for Bobby to get back on the score sheet, not once but twice, it was away at Old Trafford in this pivotal game. Just before the hour mark, Bobby puts it on a plate for Jota to make it 4-1 to the Reds, who fires it at the post. The perfect chance to kill the game off at that point, but it just showed our dominance throughout the hour. We hadn't really seen a powerful and full throttle hour like that from this Liverpool side in a very long time. Ten minutes later, a long punt up front from United sets Rashford through, who gets one-on-one with the keeper and brings one back for United. You're starting to look at that point like we were lacking some legs in midfield a little and our lack of pace at centre-half was kind of showing for that goal. That followed some substitutions of Mane and Jones on for Jota and Genie, which I think was the correct timing and the correct substitutions as we were looking a little bit leggy at that point. Just when the game's coming to a close and that tension's coming and feeling like the inevitable equaliser's coming from United, Salah set through on goal one-on-one with Henderson and slots it in the bottom left. Pure elation from the lads and me almost ending up in the fireplace in the front living room, to be quite honest. I mean, in terms of positives from individuals, with each passing game, I just fall deeper and deeper in love with Nat Phillips. I thought Robertson was immaculate. He really set the tone for the match aggressive, explosive, and I've always felt like Thiago's been able to sort of impose his best attributes with Fabinho alongside him, and a captain's performance from Trent there. All the lads were absolutely brilliant today, and it was about time we put in a performance at Old Trafford. Jürgen and the lads finally get that win at Old Trafford we've so massively craved for years, and at no better time than hunting down one of them pivotal positions to ensure Champions League footballs at Anfield next season. West Brom on Sunday... There's light at the end of the tunnel in our race for top four. Lauren Black here to give my thoughts after Liverpool beat Man United 4-2 away at Old Trafford. 
um, a huge, huge win for Liverpool tonight, and that is well and truly, I think, given a lot of Liverpool fans hope in qualifying for the Champions League this season and, and keeping that race alive. Um, I think the game, it was a really good matchup between the two teams. The game started a little bit slow um, initially, but Man United were definitely the better of the two teams in the opening 20 minutes. Um, it's unfortunate for Nat Phillips. He was obviously getting the own goal. I think Fernandez obviously will get it because his first shot was just on target. But yeah, I'm not sure what Phillips can do there. It's just an unlucky moment for him. Um, I think Fernandez's first shot anyway was just sneaking into the bottom corner. Um, but it was a positive response from Liverpool that with Diego Jota equalising with a nice goal set up by Phillips himself, who would have breathed a massive sigh of relief seeing that ball go into the back of the net. Um, I think from that moment onwards we were definitely the the better team, um, in the remainder of the first half, and we were able to capitalize on that as well with a great set piece goal and a bullet header from Firmino that I don't think no any keeper would have would have stopped. Um, yeah, so we end the second half, end the first half really nicely. That then goes into the second half. Uh, we performed just as good in the opening. 20 minutes of that um, and obviously Bobby's able to get his second of the game um, which is only his second goal in 16 games I want to say um, which is you know a really bad rut that he's going through but he was able to get the third um, and it was all about trimmed for me for that goal he was absolutely superb tonight and was very unlucky not to get on the score sheet himself um, I think just his overall game today was phenomenal um, and even in the moments that United looked to be on top, he managed to dig deep and um, but definitely, you know, deserves man of the match for that. And I think Nat Phillips and Reese Williams deserve a huge mention too after their performance tonight. Up against a well seasoned attacker in Edison Cavani as well as Marcus Rashford and etc. So they deserve a lot of praise too. Um yeah, and then obviously Mo Salah deserves a mention as well. Um it's kind of getting hard to describe him just because he keeps having, you know, such these really great moments in a Liverpool shirt. Um and you know, in a season where Liverpool has definitely performed below standard, he still manages to grab himself thirty goals and be one of the best for- footballers in the Prem. Um so yeah, it's just I'm running out of ways to describe him really, but West Brom up next for Liverpool. Um, that awaits on Sunday, and it's vital that we take all the positives from today's game and leave there on Sunday with nothing but the three points. Lauren Black, following on from Mike Holt here on the post game podcast, following a first win since 2014 at Old Trafford. And now attention switch to West Brom on Sunday. Well, let's get more opinions in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Jamie Royals writes To say I'm buzzing is an understatement. Easily our performance of the season. Trent rightly man of the match, but Nat was great and Fabinho is just amazing. Keep it going, lads. Wes Bradshaw says the boys held their nerve and now three finals away from being where we belong. Up those mighty Reds. Alan Downey writes, how we needed that after this season. Reese Van Dyke take a bow. Nat Phillips with a goal and assist, of course, referencing the uh, Bruno Fernandes goal that Nat Phillips deflected into the back of the net. He says, what a moment for Bobby to get in on the act. Great performances all around. If Southgate doesn't call up Trent now, he's blind. How we have missed moments like these. Roll on to West Brom. You'll never walk alone. And finally, Jay McKee writes, 
get in there one game at a time, folks. But how good does that feel getting one over on them lot? That's got to get the fire stoked for the final push up the red men. Well, for more in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group, follow the link in the description of the podcast or head to Facebook yourself and just search for Blood Red. So now three huge games to go then, starting at West Brom on Sunday. Thanks as ever to those who continue to support us here on Blood Red. Remember, if you haven't already, you can sign up to the twice-weekly Blood Red newsletter with a link to signing up in the description. It only takes 30 seconds or so, I promise. But some result for the Reds at Old Trafford, scratching their seven-year itch for a win away to Manchester United to keep on course for a top-four finish. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red channel.